0: Welcome to this edition of PowerPoint with Jack Graham. A little later in the program, we'll tell you how you can get a copy of Dr. Graham's new book, The Essential Gospel. But first, here's the message. Let it go.
1: Take your Bibles and turn with us to Romans, the 12th chapter. For the scripture says in verse 14, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay not one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably For by doing so you will heap burning coals on his head. And then the bottom line, the key to everything in this passage is verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. As we have said from the old adage in the past, better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. I want to speak to you about how to overcome evil with good. And that means to let it go. What you have here in the 12th chapter of Romans uh, are like Proverbs, one after another. They just keep coming. Paul counseling us as to how we are to live the Christian life. It is a, a life of love under the Lordship of Christ, and under the command of the Lordship of Christ is the call to love. To love authentically and sincerely and devotedly. To love and to give our lives away in service to our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is one of the most essential truths that we find in all of the Bible and in the teachings of Jesus and it regards forgiveness. Romans chapter 12, these verses that we just read Are an echo of what our Lord said in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, love your neighbor. You have heard it said that you're to love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. What do you do when you're mistreated, mocked, hurt, wounded, betrayed, left? damaged, broken by others. What is the response? How do we forgive those who hate us and may even hurt us? How can we? Those who harass us, Christians are under persecution worldwide and even here in our country, if you stand for the truth of God's Word, you will find yourself facing fire and flag. The Bible says, all who live godly in Jesus Christ will suffer persecution. And it may not be of course physical persecution, but other kinds of pressing and persecution and problems and pain that come as a direct result of our faith in Christ. Or due to the circumstances in life, and if you live faithfully and fully as a follower of Jesus, you will find yourself in the target zone. And Satan himself may choose to attack you and others to attack you as well. And Paul is saying exactly what Jesus was saying, rather than hate back, we are to love back. Rather than to pay back, we are to give back what people do not deserve, and that is forgiveness. Now this this goes against every natural human inclination in us. This is supernatural. This is not natural. If something's falling on you, you automatically put up your hands to protect yourself. If someone strikes you, you automatically may throw up your fists to fight back. This is our humanity, but we are called to something higher, something better, and that is to love and to show that love in certain ways, not with revenge and retaliation, which is our default position in our flesh to get even, to strike back, to settle the score, to even hate. So many people are filled with rage and anger. We've got all kinds of rage today going on. We've got road rage and office rage and Twitter rage and sports rage and and all kinds of rage. And those who are so angry, and we're facing this kind of anger, and, and sometimes when we face this kind of anger, we want to go all Old Testament on them. You know, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. Jesus said, you've heard it that way, but I say to you, turn the other cheek to the one who strikes you and harms you. And Paul who himself was first a persecutor, persecuting Christians for their faith in Jesus but then transformed and changed. Then he became the oppressor, became the oppressed, the persecuted became the persecuted and Paul knew what it was to be beaten and to be stoned and left for dead, to be shipwrecked on the way to preach Jesus, to be in prison and to be in pain and to be in suffering and to suffer injustice of all kinds. And yet he writes under the authority of the Scripture, the words of God. He says, don't retaliate, don't seek revenge, but rather return blessing for cursing. That's the first thing. To return blessing for cursing. Look again at verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. To bless someone is to speak well of them. If you say God bless you, hopefully you mean may God's favor be with you. God bless you. But he says, bless and do not curse. And and literally uh, it's assigned here to, to a word which means ongoing action. Keep on blessing your enemies. This passage includes both believers and unbelievers, those inside the church and those outside the church to bless and to treat as friends. That's what Jesus did at the cross when His enemies were literally nailing Him to a cross and His blood is pouring out, dying for the sins of the world, your sins and mine. He kept saying over and over, Father forgive them for they do not know what they do. The first words out of His mouth on the cross, Father forgive them for they do not know what they do. Blessing rather than cursing. In contrast to that when we get triggered by something or someone our response so often rather than to bless is to bless them out. To curse them. And the idea of bless and do not curse in this passage, cursing does not have to do necessarily with profanity or cussing but it means to call down judgment. To ask God to damn them. To ask God to send them to hell. Can you imagine? To call down a curse from God, a judgment of God, to send someone to hell? People say that kind of thing all the time. Go to hell. There is a total Contradiction between an unforgiving Christian and a Christian. It's a contradiction in terms. We don't tell them off. We tell them of God's love. At the root of this blessing and cursing, if we are cursing and unforgiving, it is selfish and self-centered to hold on to hate. To strike back when someone hits us, to hold, to carry grudges, to settle and scores and to seethe within with anger. Anger seethed, seething within is bitterness. And bitterness always, always, dear people, always leads to brokenness. This is why so many people are, are depressed and anxious. And lonely and filled with hostility and taking pills just to get through the day. Holding on to hurts. Holding on to hate. Emotionally, physically, and certainly spiritually, it is devastating. I can tell you as a pastor, I've seen it again and again and again over the years. People whose lives and families are destroyed because of unconfessed anger and unforgiveness in their lives. So many are filled with resentment and therefore they are unrepentant because to be unforgiving is sin against God. So much pain could be alleviated if only we would be obedient to the command of the Bible to forgive as we have been forgiven.
2: You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and today's message, Let It Go. Our world needs revival, and if that's going to happen, it has to take place in Christians first. That can only happen through the recovery and rediscovery of our passion for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why we want to send you a copy of Pastor Graham's new book, The Essential Gospel, which goes to the very heart of the good news our world so desperately needs to hear. The Essential Gospel is our special thanks for your gift to PowerPoint. So request your copy when you call today. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word ESSENTIAL. To 59789.
0: And don't forget to visit jackgraham.org where you can shop our e store, give a gift online, or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website again is jackgraham.org. Now let's get back to today's message. Let it go. Paul specifically
1: gives us several ways that we are to return blessing for cursing, and that is, one, to rejoice with those who rejoice. To celebrate your family, your friends, your church, your co-workers. You say, how? We ought to rejoice when a child is born, when a wedding takes place. Jesus did. He went to the wedding Party at Cana of Galilee, and he was the life of the party, entering into the joy and the happiness of the celebration of that couple so long ago. When someone gets a promotion, when someone graduates, sometimes it's hard to rejoice when the promotion you worked so hard to get is given to someone else. Can you rejoice with them? or an achievement, a success, a win in people's lives. May God help us to rejoice with those who rejoice. What if you chose to bless people by celebrating people every day in your life? It's true of the church. People go where they are celebrated, not where they are tolerated. But then it says, weep with those who weep. And that means that we are empathetic and sensitive to the hurts that are all around us. Because the opposite of love is not always hate. Sometimes the opposite of love is simply apathy and indifference. And so as Christians, as believers and followers of Jesus and the one of whom we sang a moment ago, the son of suffering who wept over Jerusalem, who wept at the grave of his friend Lazarus, of the God who stores up our tears in a bottle. Because we have been so forgiven and so graced by God, we enter into the pain and the suffering of others is Compassion. How can we not feel compassionate when we see the images of Ukraine and Eastern Europe on our television sets or on our screens? There's a thing psychologists call psychic numbing. So often in our generation, because we're so connected, we see almost everything. We just shut it down and turn it off. I can't look at that. But sometimes we need to look, the man who picked up the broken man in Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan, it says he saw him and he had compassion on him, and then he acted in love. We must not be so desensitized to the pain around us that we ignore it and are indifferent to it. Weep for those who weep. And especially those who are lost. Weep for the lost. Jesus did. He looked over the city of Jerusalem and He wept. He said, I would have drawn you to Myself, but you would not. And He wept openly. And copious tears flowed down His face. He wept over the lostness of His people. We ought to weep over a neighbor lost without Jesus and on the way to hell and weep for nations without the gospel, and pray and go and serve, we're to comfort the hurting because after all the old maxim says, people don't care how much they, we know until they know how much we care. And the caring, compassionate ministries of the church gives us an advantage, access to share the gospel with people. And I would say one more thing about weeping with those who weep. Sometimes we are hesitant to know how to comfort someone. We think, I don't have words to say. Well, most of the time hurting people don't need words. They just need you to hug them, to hold them, to say, I love you. I'm praying for you. How can I serve you? Don't think you have to run in with a sermon. You might find that strange coming from a preacher. It's not typically appropriate to run in with a lot of words and sermons, but to go in with compassion and concern and, and help. This is the essential gospel lived out in love. And I not only want to give this message, I want to live this message. And may God remove all the hurt and anger and bitterness that is in our lives. And such is what he says. We've said, return blessing for cursing and rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. And then the last point that I want to make from this passage today, there's so much here, so little time to say it, but refuse to retaliate. Thus the title let it go. Let it be. Because the Scripture says in verse 17, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable, that is respectful, in the sight of all. Who is all in the sight of God in the sight of the church, in the sight of all people, do what is honorable and respectful. Let it go. Let God be God. For the scripture goes on to say that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Don't live in a payback mode or even a pushback mode, but in a give back, love back mode. That's what. Is supernatural. And God's love is poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, Rome, Romans 5, 5. And Paul is saying here, let God fight your battles. Stop the fighting. Don't return fire with fire. Don't pour gasoline on the fire. Not vengeance, but let the wrath of God take care of those who oppose Him. God will take care of it. It's not my job or your job to judge. It is our job to love and the power of the Holy Spirit. It is God's job to judge. And if you have been betrayed and cheated and hurt and harmed, and most people have in some way, I have and you have, It's time to turn loose and to let go. Some of you have been carrying things from your past, even from childhood. And the anger that is still in you and the rage that is seething in you and the bitterness that is in you, it's like baggage. When I travel, I like to travel as light as possible. And in the journey of life, don't walk around carrying burdens and Fighting battles that don't belong to you. And rather than always wanting to fight back and to settle the score, to get even, let God be God. Let God take it over. Forgiveness is giving up my right to hurt you for hurting me. It's forgiveness, it's the forgiveness of God. That we have received and therefore how can we be unforgiving to others? Listen to these words by Neil Anderson. Forgiveness is agreeing to live with the consequences of another person's sin. You're going to live with those consequences whether you want to or not. Your only choice is whether you will do so in bitterness and unforgiveness or in the freedom of forgiveness. What about you? Will you live in the bitterness and therefore the brokenness of the pain of the past? Or will you live in the freedom of forgiveness by letting God fight your battles, let God settle the scores because it says give God space to do this, give God time to do this. You say, Jack you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly, I do know what I'm talking about. When my father was brutally murdered in 1970 I had to deal with this passage and this issue in my life to forgive or not to forgive, to hate or to love. Whether or not I would let God be God and fight the battles or I would try to take control. Whether or not I would live in the freedom that God has provided or I would spend the rest of my days miserable because I couldn't get over it, or I couldn't get through it. And there have been other times when all of us like me, you have dealt with betrayal and brutal things that have happened to you in your life. But I'm here to tell you, if you let God take over, if you'll trust God to do what only God can do, He'll bring justice to your situation. He'll bring light to the darkness. Because the promise is true in verse 21, it's really a command with a promise. Don't be overcome with evil. But overcome evil with good. Always good. God's good. Trust Him with that desire to do it, decide to do it, and then do it by letting it go and letting God fight your battles.
2: You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and today's message, Let It Go. With so much bad news in the world today, For many, it's like the end of the age is just around the corner. So right now is the moment Christians must arise and show just how essential the gospel is to a lost and broken world. That's what prompted Pastor Graham to write a new book, The Essential Gospel, which goes to the very heart of the good news our world so desperately needs to hear. And we'd love to get a copy of this powerful new resource into your hands. The Essential Gospel is our thanks for your gift today to help boldly proclaim the truth of the gospel and the hope it brings to more people around the world. So call now to request your copy of The Essential Gospel When You Give. And thank you for your generosity. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word ESSENTIAL to 59789.
0: And don't forget to visit jackgraham.org where you can shop our e-store, give a gift online, or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website again is jackgraham.org. Pastor, what is your PowerPoint for today?
1: One of the best parts of my job is hearing from listeners just like you. Just imagine how encouraging it is to hear a flood of stories of God moving powerfully in countless lives. Well, you don't have to imagine. You can read about the way God is moving in the lives of viewers and listeners like you when you go to jackgraham.org and click on the Prayers tab. We've shared stories from your brothers and sisters all over the world, from right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, Texas, to listeners abroad in Montreal, London, and beyond. And we'd love to hear from you as well. But we need your help to keep these stories coming in. This ministry wouldn't exist without the generosity of friends like you. And one of the ways you can make the biggest impact is by becoming a PowerPoint partner with your first gift today. PowerPoint partners are monthly donors whose faithful support has enabled us to pursue our core mission of preaching the gospel worldwide with increasing impact. Today, PowerPoint is broadcasting truth on TV in 113 countries. We're sharing God's love on the radio in over 800 cities. And over 5,000 people visit our website to watch messages full of biblical truth every week. None of that would be possible without our amazing PowerPoint partners. And that's what I'm inviting you to be a part of today. Thank you, and I can't wait to see all God does through your faithful support. Thank you so much for inspiring stories of changed lives every day. Your gift today helps us continue sharing the
0: gospel till the whole world hears. And that is today's PowerPoint. Remember, when you give a gift to PowerPoint, we'll send you Dr. Graham's new book, The Essential Gospel, as our thanks. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word essential to 59789. And join us again next time as Dr. Graham brings a message about the role of government in your life. That's next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham.
2: PowerPoint with Jack Graham is sponsored by PowerPoint Ministries.